Welcome back. Continuing over here with Netzach Yisrael, the Maharal, on the topic of Golos. Coming to you live on a beautiful Tuesday morning over here in Summerton. Beautifully wet. Beautifully wet and damp. Um, Baruch Hashem, we've had a shefa of uh, a downpour of torrential copious amounts of rain. That's the Simen Bracha. Simen Bracha, certainly, that uh, big things are happening in Shemaim should indeed bring Bracha to our lives and keep the leaks out. So, so here we go. Uh, we're on page Yud over here, right-hand column, and the first paragraph. There's uh, just a few lines in. And Maral's continuing by explaining to us what, what, what's the problem with Gullus. What are the chesroinists from Gullus? And we still haven't made photocopies of this, right? We should consider it. <laughs> we should think about it, or maybe we should order a few copies well, of Netzach Yisrael. Yeah, I'm sure in Capitals Farm, sure, I'm sure you get you know, a few of these in Capitals Farm. Uh, $3 yeah, a pop. So anyway, next time, next time any of us are in Lakewood, please somebody stop by Capitals Farm, just pick up a few copies. So, so uh, the morale is describing to us what the problems with Gullus are, what results from Gullus, which is bad, and that's how eventually we're going to be able to appreciate the Geula, what the Geula is and why it's so necessary. He's told us two major things so far, two major ideas. One is that Gullus is when something is at, is dislocated, displaced from its location, and. Everything has an ideal location. That's where you are able to be active and activated and, and operating at full steam. And when we're in Gullus, we're, we're just uh, inactive. We're inert. We're, we're not at optimal functioning capacity when we are in Gullus. Second of all, something when it's in Gullus, it's, it's a state of being scattered. It's not in a state of being united. Kleiso especially is a guy echad ba'aritz. Kleiso especially is a nation which we're all different appendages, organs, limbs, um, that comprise one organism, and the greater organism of Klai Yisrael is, is crippled, handicapped, and stunted when we're in a state of gullus. That's also not good. And in the Maral, we have to remind ourselves, told us that gullus Ba'etzim is a state of being out, really a third idea. Three, I think you can say there's three distinct ideas we've seen so far. When you're in gullus, you are in a state of being outside of your natural habitat against the grain. And that's also not the ideal state. Something's supposed to be in its natural habitat within the grain. But the Maral told us something uh, alarming that if a person goes against the grain for a long enough extended period of time, the against the grain can become the grain. The out of your nature can become adapted as a new second nature. So that's the dangers of Gaulus. Now the Maral is going to give us further insights into the evils and ills of Gaulus which is all towards the goal of us understanding the purpose and necessity of Geulah. According to the way that the Rebbein Shem really created the, 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 the Bria, the universe, the ideal state of existence is what? It is against the ideal for any nation, any nation, to be subject and subjugated to any other nation. For any one nation to oppress and subjugate a different nation. Interesting concept. A bit of humanitarianism, it sounds like, is being thrown in over here in the Maral this morning. The Maral is not just focusing on Klaiso exclusively. He's not saying that it goes against the grain of the Bria, it goes against the ideal of how this world should work to have Klaiusrol enslaved, Klaiusrol subjugated to another nation. He says any nation, any nation that's subject and subjugated to another nation that's being oppressed by another nation that's become enslaved to another nation that is against the ideal of the Brio. Any nation, and especially so, 
especially so we'll see by Klai Yisrael, but this will applies to any nation. says the Maral, Each nation is created distinct as a separate nation, as its own nation. So let's stop for a moment. Let's stop for a moment. <clears throat> Ral sharing with us a very deep idea over here. Let's appreciate its depth. So we know there's a concept of 70 nations in the world. And as we've seen in the Maral already, it's not... That's just how things play themselves out. It's not just, you know, that's gradual what happened. You know, incidentally, we somehow ended up with 70 different tribes, 70 different cultures, 70 different nations. It's by design. It's by design that there are 70 different nations, cultures, umais in the world, each with its own nationality, language, each with its own sar, each with its own spiritual counterpart. So if we needed any more proof, aside just from the fact that there are 70 of them, and each one was given its own distinct language and, and, and makam, the final proof that this is a lechat the Rebbeinshem wanted to have 70 distinct nations in the world is the fact that each has its own guardian angel, each has its own sar, each has its own maluch, each, each has its own kayach ruchni, shayash ruchni, which looks over it and governs its affairs. The maluch got there first, obviously. The ruchnius precedes the gashmius. Gashmius is the final outcome and the final product of the ruchnius. So the shayrashim of the 70 nations were there first, and that's the 70 Sarim, the 70 angels, the 70 guardians up in Shemayim that are taking care of the welfare of their corresponding nations. So there's an ideal that we have to have 70 different nations, each with its own knech, each with its own um, characteristics, each with its own idiosyncrasies, each with its own uniqueness, to bring the world to its shlemus, to bring the world to its, its ultimate destiny that HaKosh Baruch has intended. We need 70 of those. Um, why? Why do we need 70? What's the purpose of, of the 70? So, in a nutshell, you know, the Gaim also have the Chira to do the right thing and the wrong thing. The 70 represents 70 different ways that you can rebel against HaKadosh Baruch Hu, 70 different ways that you can challenge HaKadosh Baruch Hu, 70 different ways that you can thwart Kla Yisrael, and by extension, 70 different ways of nevertheless acknowledging the Rebbein Shalalim. 70 different ways of, in spite of what I could do to make my own meridim, my, my own personal rebellion, um, embracing and accepting Hashem, proclaiming the one as Hashem, 70 different takes on that, and by, by further extension, 70 different approaches to assisting Kala Yisrael in their mission. That's the 70. So there's 70 different aspects that could go the wrong way, go the right way. 70 different ways of rebelling against God. 70 different ways of trying to thwart Kala Yisrael, interfere with Kala Yisrael. And Memeiwa, 70 different ways of facilitating Kala Yisrael's mission, being there to be a part of Kala Yisrael. Everybody that's, that's the idea of the 70 in a nutshell. And that's the purpose of the 70. So Maral, so all that so far was the, 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 you know, the straightforward stuff, not the deep idea yet. The, 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 the deep idea of the Maral, the deep idea here, the deep idea is the moment any Uma 
becomes Meshubit to another Ummah, you're losing a little bit of the numbers. And you're losing that number, that particular number, to a certain degree, when it becomes subjugated and enslaved to another nation. When it becomes subjugated and under the control of another nation. So if nation number 13 decides to enslave nation number 46, so 46 has become what? A chalik of number 13. They become, you know, consumed and subsumed to a large degree into nation number 13 because they have become meshubed and evid avadim to nation number 13. This is what's going on when there is slavery out there, even amongst the Gaim. When the Gaim enslave each other, when the Gaim, one nation will take another nation and conquer it and be them. Say, you are now a vassal state to us. You are now subjects to us. You are now subjugated to us. You no longer have your culture. You no longer have your individuality. You no longer have your own unique nation. You are no longer Ukraine. You are now part of the glorious Soviet Union. So you're taking one nation and making it a chalik of another nation. You, 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 the numbers are dropping. The number, now that's assuming that Ukraine was supposed to be its own nation to begin with. We don't know the numbers, right? We don't know how these things play themselves out. Right? Could be Belarus, Ukraine. They were supposed to have been part of Russia. Could be their words. Could be their words. We don't know. We don't know. Bisham knows. We'd have to do a Gairel Agra to figure out, you know, the way things were supposed to work. And again, we're not... We're, this is a... This is um, an apolitical kailal, in, in, uh, a, we're with an shiur. Well, we're not really apolitical. But we're careful when we're recording shiur that are being broadcast to be apolitical. Um, and, and I'm not getting into the politics of the war in Ukraine. You know who's right and who's wrong, because everybody knows who's right and who's wrong. That's why we don't have to get into it. But what I am saying is that theoretically, uh, we don't know who we you know the breakdown of the nations. Rabbi said we're still okay. Um, we don't know the breakdown. This nation, its own nation is really supposed to be part of this nation. You know, they split you know, Germany in two pieces after World War II, right? East Berlin and West Berlin. East Germany and West Germany. So, uh, you know, was that the way it was always supposed to be? Or did they, you know, did they bifurcate one woman to two? So we, we don't really know. Ukraine, Russia, Belarus, all these, uh, all these, all these nations over there. Um, what the, those numbers are, so you know, we can we can only uh, we can't even speculate. It's, it's, but we can we can give theoretical examples. But but um, without naming specific nations, again, the the uh, the Nikud over here, the idea that, that the Maral is sharing with us is that there are whatever, whoever and wherever those seventy nations are, we need seventy of them. And when one nation is mishab the other, enslaves the other. We are dropping. The numbers are dropping, and we're, then the world is, is is going to be losing out in terms of its destiny, in terms of its shlemus. You went from seventy to sixty-nine to sixty-eight to sixty-seven. The more nations that become subjugated and and slaves, slave nation to another nation, it, it just became battle to the greater ones, the conquering one, and we lost the seventy. Um, yes, we know that Nayach told Cham. That Canaan will be Eved Avodim. And he, he, he established for eternity Cham's state as a slave state, as a slave nation. What that was is the Einish to Cham was he lost the right to be an Ummah. That was the Einish for, for, for Canaan. The Einish to Canaan was he lost the right to be an Ummah. 
his descendants that are going to become Avadim. Um, wherever that was Neskai means they lost their right to become an Ummah. And, and that's a pretty hefty Einish. The Mita Knegamita is obvious, even though we're, we're, we're digressing a little bit, but let's, it's a Geshmak Mita Knegamita. Um, Kenan, I'm sorry, Cham, Cham was trying to block Noyach from producing more Umais. Doesn't want any more Umais. There's already too, too many Umais over here. The nations. Too many nations, right? This planet Earth is not big enough for the, for the three of us. You want a fourth? You want to bring a fourth nation in? It's not big enough already for the three of us. So Cham decides that Nayak can't have any more offspring, can't produce any more nations. He doesn't realize that Fakir. Um, the Rebbeinu wants multiplicity. He wants much more than three nations. He wants 70 Umais, each with their own Knech, to have the ability to, in their own way, to be Megala, another slice of Kavad Shemaim. And, and, and um, the nations are there for the Rebbeinu Shalaylam. The nations are there to be Megala, Kavad Shemaim. That's why we want nations. We want a lot of nations. Each one, the more we have, until we hit the number 70, the more nations that we have to give a whole array and diversity in terms of being Megal Kavit Shemaim. Cham is saying the other way around. No, the, 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 the world is here for us. Not, uh, you know, it's hard to And that was the Nakudas HaMachleikas over here. He said, it's for us. The land is for us. Terra firma, planet is here for us. And it's already getting created. It's already getting created over here, just the three of us. It's getting created. You want to bring a fourth person in? The Mita Kanegamita is, you lose. Not you, because you're already Baruch, but your children will lose their right to be in Uma. They'll lose their right to statehood. Lose their right to statehood. Geshmak of art. For Parshas Noyach, yes, but a Geshmak of art nevertheless. But that's that's what's happening over here. That was the, the Agnish to... Uh, to Canaan of Eved Avadim Yehle'echav is we took away his statehood. We took away his, his right to be a nation. But um, Be'etzim, you know, the other day we were going on a tirade about how zoos were exploiting animals and abusing animals, which we didn't really, but we mentioned that that came up, that, you know, we don't have to be concerned about individual animals in the zoo. But we don't want to put all the elephants in slavery in, in zoos. But uh, you see over here that the, the, the Mara is telling us that the concept of slavery on a national level, is antithetical to the Torah. Concept slavery on a national level. Okay, to make sure we understand what he's saying, what he's not saying. Does everybody hear how we said it? The Maral is saying, yes, the concept of slavery, concept of slavery is antithetical to, to, to Yiddish Ashkafa. Because now he said, what? The concept of slavery on a national level. On a national. One nation being Meshubah to another nation is, is antithetical to the Torah's Hashkafa. That's what he's saying, on a national level. When an Ummah, an entire nation, is, is slaves to another nation, that goes against the, the Torah's ideals. So that's with any nation. With any nation. What about Klai Yisrael? It's even worse. Rak Masha Roy Shiyu Yisrael Elyon Algoye Ha'aretz Kasha'ais and Ratzayna Makam. When the Torah's ideal um, uh, goal over here um, vision for the world is for, for Klai Yisrael to be the upper crust, to be the elite, to be the, the, the nation all the way on top, directing the rest of the world, being a role model for the rest of the world. With any nation, slavery is not, is not the right thing, goes against the uh, 
the um, intended goal of the Bria because they don't have their individuality. They've lost their number and their ranking in terms of the, the list of nations. Kalal Yisrael has this extra, um, this, 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 this extra role that we're supposed to be above everyone else. And we're supposed to be the, the, again, the elite of society, but in a good way, in a way of leadership. Um, and that's how the world is supposed to be set up. And then, uh, then when we are Meshubit, so there, there's, a, there's a twofold a twofold loss over there, a twofold blow. A, there's a, one of the nations is, is now bottle, subsumed into another nation. And B, the world is losing that role model, is losing the leadership of Klai Yisrael, because we're in Gullis. Um, By the other nations, there's at least one aspect of this, uh, uh, in, 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 uh, of what's going wrong when they find themselves mishubed and enslaved to another nation is that they're, lo- they're, they're, they're losing their individuality, they're losing their placement as one of the 70 nations. If this remains constantly and consistently and continuously, that's another aspect of Gaulus when we don't have this nation uh, in, in activated currently. They've been enslaved, so they're only there in potential form. They're not there in activated form. The world is losing out on the array of nations that we're supposed to have. The Yada Uma is Maishlama Yisrael. And when it comes to Klai Yisrael, so again, we lose Klai Yisrael's uniqueness and we lose Klai Yisrael's ability to be leaders, to be the, the, the um, Elyon, Kol Aretz, to be the, um, the uh, you know, uh, um, Uh, the nation that dwells alone, that, that, that exists alone above everyone, that's, that's being lost as well. That position that Klai is supposed to have, that, that, that um, lighthouse, that beacon, that role model for the world. I'm sorry, we would, um, yes. If this would continue forever, then we'd have a state in which the world is being forced into a, um, a, a, a condition that goes against what the world's created for. The world's created for individuality, for, for unique takes, 70 plus Klaisel, and it was created for Klaisel to be the, the, uh, the leader. And when Klaisel is in Gaulus, when we're Meshubed and subjugated to other nations, then, and we're in that state perpetually, the world's perpetually exposed and, and locked into a state which goes against what the Bri is created for. For Dabr's at Yefshir, that's an impossibility. Kodesh Baruch Hu didn't create the world to go against what the world's created for. Therefore, says the Maral, we very clearly understand now that from the Gaulus itself, um, we can appreciate what the necessity of Gula is and that the Gaulus has to lead to Gula because the world can't be locked into a state that's constantly going against what the world is here for. So the Maral really is squeezing two thoughts into that final sentence. He's saying from the Gaulus, we can be Oymed on the Gula. What does he mean by being Oymed on the Gula? We can, we can be Oymed on the Gula in terms of a conceptual sense. We can understand the Gula now, which was the objective that he set out to, to, to uh, achieve over here. We can understand what the Gula is all about. By being Oymid on the Gaulus, dwelling on the Gaulus. And the Gaulus has to, he's saying a deeper idea as well, the Gaulus has to produce the Gaula. The Gaulus has to lead to the Gaula because Gaulus is something that is 
forcing the world into a state that goes against what the world is there for. Forcing the world, locking the world into a state that the world is not intended for, not designed for. Therefore, the Gullus has to lead to the Gula necessarily because it cannot continue on this way perpetually. Okay, very good. We'll stop over here. Thank you all for joining. We'll continue with Hashem tomorrow. Have a wonderful day. Have a wonderful rainy day. A dry day. Thank you, Yitzhak. We'll see you, Mitzvah Hashem, tonight. And please bring your father along as well if he's still listening. Reb Moshe, Hakayin, and Yitzhak, Kain and Sons. Um, 8.15? 8.30 at Or HaTorah. Remember Or HaTorah, Yitzhak, is where you went to hear the Megillah this year. Or HaTorah.